0: Hello, everyone. So we are back at the end of the year. Today's Wednesday. No,
1: it's a Friday. Friday. It's a Friday, exactly.
0: Yeah. It's too much work. Yeah. Okay, then. So uh, this is the final 2022. We are calling it the retro. I know we've had so much going on throughout the whole year, starting from um, for the guys who were uh, in our first episode, We had a session where we talked about the Agile roles and responsibilities within an Agile team. We talked about understanding the Agile roles. We talked about moving into building Agile rails and uh, what is agility, separating the wheat from the chaff. So this time round, this will be a retro. We can start off by introductions. My name is Dennis, Dennis Mwangi, Agile enthusiast, I have been in very many multiple um, scenes in the in the industry, from uh, technology into marketing into education, all practicing agile. So, who's going next? Because we're three of us today. You're
2: looking at me. My name is Richard Magu. I go by the handle Richie. <laughs> Since today we are. Disclosing. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> My Twitter handle is at UkoFreshLakimi. Mm-hmm. I got that one. i will never let it go. Are
1: serious?
2: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, check it out. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Over to me, Edward Mungai. I don't have a Twitter handle. I avoid Twitter. So, project manager by profession, agile practitioner, similar to Dennis, been around, kicked here, kicked there but I'm still around so over to you
0: Dennis so in actual sense I believe this should be your second
1: yes actually oh. my second podcast I've been MI, MI in most of this
0: ah okay then yeah. so a, a lot has been happening in um in his life but uh, unfortunately, our wingman
2: is not around today. So the wing, he, The wingman or the pilot? The pilot. Or the pilot. Um, the pilot. pilot the... I'm the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> the pilot, the, co- the guys in the, in the plane who serve you drinks, yes. the engineer, <laughs> yes. the ones who sit with the earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and
1: also the sponsor of the flight. Yes. Yeah.
2: So Job is not
0: available um, today. So he had, a, had an emergency, but um, we will do him proud.
1: Most diff. Yes.
0: So we say that we are closing this session with a retrospective. For many of you who don't know what a retrospective is, it's where you just sit down as a team, make sure you understand how the team dynamics work. Then from there, there are very many different, um, what are they called? What are they called? Not frameworks. Different ways to do a retrospectives. We have the four L's, what you liked, loved, learned, lacked. There's a the sailboat. There is uh there's just many of them. So the main point is sit down, reflect, be better. That's simple. So guys, having that this is our retro, where are we starting from? What we liked? Or are we doing the sailboat? Or the three L's or four L's? Remind me what those L's are. (laughs) (laughs) So the four L's were what we have liked throughout the whole year, what we've loved, what we have learned, and what's lacking. So we can spice it up a bit. It could be involved in, because I know many of us are consulting for different companies, what have you liked in your Agile career throughout the whole year, what you've loved, what you feel has lacked. So it depends. You can push it to a company experience, it could be a personal experience. Well, that's too much.
2: I, I shot in the scope.
1: Yeah, combine and liked and loved.
2: Yeah, let's combine liked and loved, because we're also having a challenge trying to distinguish yes. between the two. Okay, then.
1: like, Okay,
0: then. So we start with the good things and end with, uh, okay. So I'd like to begin. What have you loved about Agile? this year
1: Mm. I think for me what I liked mostly about Agile is let me not say the ambiguity but the aspect that there's many unknowns so if you're somebody who gets bored by the mediocre or get bored by the repetitive aspect of life I think Agile is a good space whereby you know something is going to change and you don't know how it's going to change, but you're expecting something new every time. So it's like watching a child grow. That's the beauty about Agile. I don't want to say a waterfall is like marriage whereby you see the same person every time. But <laughs> <laughs> but that is one thing I say I loved about Agile. So for me, I think... I don't see myself going back to regular project management and especially the way Agile is moving within Kenya, whereby it's moving out of the tech space and going towards the business. And you find that the business is embracing agility as part of its strategy. I'm thinking that Agile is, has a, a huge space in terms of transformation within the organization. So that's one thing that I loved about Agile.
0: Okay then. Richie, what you love this year?
2: Um. Uh, so, this year I started working with a team that's uh, distributed, very interesting team. Majority of the people in India. Yes, I stopped making jokes about Indians after that. <laughs> <I> Catch myself. <laughs> um, majority of the team is in India. We have some team members in South America, some in Europe. And I realized, okay, it reaffirmed what I more or less had suspicions about and kept happing about me with a bit of lack of faith, which is Agile is about people. It's really human. Mm-hmm. And uh, this team being distributed, it was difficult to, for lack of a better word, to have those personal touches. This osmotic thing we keep talking about, learning from each other, osmotically, is difficult when you're doing it remotely. But because um the, the, the organization had made a conscious effort to hyper communicate, drive up levels of psychological safety. People were literally we feel like we're a family, yeah? Like today it was someone's birthday, we're celebrating it on Slack.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Nice. <laughs> and because of that, the we had moved, we've transitioned from um iterative development where we we're pushing out code uh, in, in iterations and now it's going, it's trending towards continuous development. So uh, literally code is being pushed all all the time. And so yes, the use case is ICT, but what, what I've seen is that this is, the underlying thing is that because we have, we've, we've worked on the fundamentals as people created a situation where everyone is very comfortable. People actually say, um, I'm sorry, I need to step away for 30 minutes. Um, I'll, I'll be joining back in about, uh, I'll let you guys know when I'm coming back. And the guy goes away <clears throat> and sure enough, maybe 45 minutes later, he says he's back and he's on Slack. And for me, th- those levels of psychological safety were well, through the roof. Uh, there are some other places where I've worked where you disappear in silence. You <laughs> make sure you're not noticed yeah. because you're worried about the repercussions. And... As a result of that, we can see the outcomes. The, the, the way we are we are working is really effective. And I love that Agile team. I I, I enjoy doing stuff with them. Actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at the stand-ups two minutes before uh, just to chat with guys before the stand-up starts because we don't have time to chit-chat during the stand-up. <clears throat> Guys actually focus on work and then immediately after we have to go and get the work done. So for me, that's what I loved about this year, getting to know this team and to see together that that aspect of my understanding of Agile affirmed.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So on my part, I would say, you know how we talk about Agile being bits and pieces, you know, so that you reach the final or the overall vision. So shockingly that has happened. I know I've had a, many scenarios where we have a very complex thing. People want to do agile at large scale. And it's like, up, up, up. We just need this now. We need to move. But uh, it's very happy when you see individuals being humbled by how agile turns of it, It's, how can I say this? It like t- tells you, relax. This is agile. This is a mindset shift. This speed you have, cool down, cool down. So I, from my part, I have seen that in uh, two, three companies, and uh, weirdly, I am very happy because at least it shows a different aspect or a different light where people never assumed would actually happen. Then, just uh, what you pointed out, Richard, in regards to. Having a stand-up, so I was speaking with, uh, having that, I'm in very many Agile circles. A friend of mine told me their stand-up is normally 15 minutes, and it's strict 15 minutes. But according to the slot that these guys have, they're just 25 minutes. So what normally happens, during the first 10 minutes, they just discuss what has happened throughout the weekend. So this only happens on Monday. So guys are like, oh, we went to Comic-Con, went to see a movie. I did this, I slept the whole day, I'm building, you know, as in just to put in the human aspect there. Then after that, immediately when it reaches to a point where they need to do the stand-up, the guys jump in. So what have you done today? The board is put up and I was like, that's nice. Open, as, as in it's, it's awesome. Yeah, because, yeah it's human. It's, it's, really it's human. human. Yeah. yeah, it was 100%. Yeah. So uh, that's what we loved, Thought. 2022, let's see, let's see. Where should we jump to jump to to Mm. what we learned or
1: what did not go well? Uh, What
0: do you guys think? Whoever who suggests start it off. (laughs) Waiting.
2: Okay, what we lacked. (laughs) We lacked enough time. Oh my goodness. The (laughs) things that were supposed to be done. yeah, um, Actually felt like the year is half a year. Like it it ended in six months. Um, Maybe the lesson there is probably trying to take on too much uh, at one go. So uh, maybe next year I'll be more pragmatic in the stuff that I want to do. But um rain out of time maybe that's also a good lesson in terms of um the value of time uh, but that 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 you have and so uh, so, so this is personal or this is the manner everything Um, it's everything so (laughs) there there are targets around the manner that we're supposed to to mm-hmm. meet, we ah, didn't yeah. meet. You exactly. guys can can attest to that, and it's not because of lack of commitment or whatever it is. It's just yeah. so many plates in the air trying to juggle mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so maybe the lesson or pick up from lacking time is how to basically try and, and prioritize for lack of a better word. So you do fewer things but do them really, really, really well, as opposed to trying to get a lot of stuff done that may not be up to your standards. Maybe that's why you didn't get so much done because maybe I don't feel it met all my standards. I still have an exam I need to write before December 31st. I don't know if that's going to happen, but let's see. Uh, So I'm I'm with you in
0: regards to the time. I'm supposed to have sat for my PSM exam like two months ago. Well, priorities... And you can imagine I was supposed to set up the Thamana website and all of you are waiting for it. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's still, it's still coming. But uh, as you've said, it's all about prioritizing. I guess in this scenario, we sort of need to assess our eighty twenty rule in regards to where the mana fits in our, in our priorities. We could be even giving it four hours every week. And I know we should be in somewhere at a better space than than now, as much as we have a lot of engagements. So in regards to what Lacta I would say it's that eighty twenty, their prioritization, so that at least we know where we are. We all know what our vision is mm-hmm. and um and time. I don't know. I, I sort of feel next year might be chill chiller. Is there something yeah. like that? or chillier? More
2: more chilled out.
0: Chilled, chilled out. out, yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
1: Okay, I think for me is, I have to look myself as a human being. I think when I got into this journey, agile became an addiction, whereby I thought I can take on new things within the space, whether it's in work, whether it's at home, whether it's in profession. I saw this as an opportunity for me to learn, deliver many. And also the I will say have a good employer that allows me to work from home. So similar to Richie, you find that you have multiple teams, different time zones. So you find you are seated by eight o'clock in the morning. Another team starts around ten. So you find by the time you are finishing your work life, it's around eight at night. You still have to go, bond with the children bond with the madame, so handle the other business. So I think I took more than I can chew. I would say I sat for a couple of exams and I was shocked that I passed. <laughs> I believe they are miracles. So if I was told to recede, believe me that I would not have done that. So one thing I have learned is the ability to say no. I think... That will be the lesson for 2023 to actually say, even if I think this is doable, with Agile, you'd never know. It starts with uh, one building that is one floor. But by the time you are a month down the line, you're being told it should be a 10-story floor. So you can imagine you have several such projects. So I think this uh, is a very hard lesson that I've learned, that I'm human. So 2023, learn to say no. Over to,
0: okay then. So we move to what we have learned. As you come out from what we've loved, mm-hmm. I sort of feel you have started
2: what. Yes, yes. Segued <laughs> into very smart mm-hmm. from yes. the one-story building to yes. the ten-story one.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what have learned? The value. The value, I can't insist on this, of inner peace. Mm-hmm. I have been in scenarios where you sort of like um, lose faith in yourself. Where you want, you think you're more, but the environment doesn't do you justice. So what I've learned is the value of inner peace. And... um Having that agile pushes you into different environments. You need to adjust day in, day out, so that at least you can achieve your vision. So the first thing is, have that vision first. Then from there, seek inner peace, so that at least whatever you're doing, you're doing it because you actually love it. And it actually brings value, not to you, but to the people around you. Because remember, as an agile enthusiast, it's not about you. It's about all of you. So it could be your family. It could be your team, your boys. You know, it depends on which circles you are. If you're able to make sure people are better in that small space and they're actually achieving their vision, so that still, you know, just hits the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. That's what you should actually focus on. So I guess that's the biggest thing that I've learned. I actually... Apart from being happy that uh, other people are seeing the value of doing things in small bits, as much as experimenting and being stepped on, you know, as in, you know how an elephant can step on an ant. So you, you, you think like you, you know how the process should be and you try it out, mm-hmm. thinking that Agile is a process. Then Agile tells you, relax, chill, relax. <laughs> I'm telling you, this mindset shift is, is a bummer. And I normally tell, even from the previous podcast, I normally point out, the more you think that this thing is going to, you're supposed to to nail it within, you know, like a year or six months, Mm -hmm. you already have the wrong, you've already failed. Somebody's mind is not, it's not like a light switch. You know, it, it takes time. I normally tell companies three, six years, There you have pushed it. You have pushed it. And the bigger you are, the longer it takes. Yes. So, mine's inner peace. What's yours, Richie?
2: Interesting. I have a story that relates to to what you're talking about. But that's before I talk about my lesson, eh? (laughs) Okay. So I was at a training at a local institution. Uh, I won't name names. Uh Uh, They wanted to adopt Agile. And uh, we're doing the very first training session. Maybe I don't know if it's gut feeling or experience. The first thing I told people is: has, Does anyone here know about uh, the growth mindset? Who wrote the book about growth mindset? Carol Dweck.
0: Um, I think so. It, it's the There's a book, multi-
2: where, the multipliers and diminishers. No, no, no. There's mm. a book about the growth mindset. It's not. Mm. It's not a new concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I talked about that. That's the one thing they got out of the two-hour training because mm. we went into other nuts and bolts uh, about iteration, scrum, whatever. But when I talked to the people outside the training room afterwards, the number one thing, including some people I met a week, two weeks later, we mm. were meeting on the roadside. Hey, hi, guys. You yeah, we're still trying to have a growth mindset. So I think maybe we need to help that more as opposed to the, the frameworks and the yeah. practices and the procedures and the stuff. Because if you have the growth mindset in place, uh, the rest is just downhill. And normally, and then in fact, the longer you've been in a particular way of doing things, the harder it is to, to gain a growth mindset. Uh, it's, it's a challenge for some people. So Dennis, that's related to your story. What I learned this year is mm-hmm. Africa is an amazing place. And um, maybe what's put fire in my belly uh, into 2023 is what can I do for Africa? Because I was fortunate enough to travel to West Africa in September. I got to chat with quite a number of people from different African countries. It was a PMI conference in, in Nigeria. And I could tell that everyone there is... Is is there because they feel they 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 want to contribute to some to some in some aspect to change making in their particular countries or in other African countries. We just had an election. Um the 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 president presidency was transitioning and I got a lot of questions at a project management conference about mm-hmm. that and why we're not having A problematic transition Mm -hmm. and people are like, yes, and people are like, you know, we are really proud of you guys because everyone is watching, including China and the West and everyone, and you guys are like showing that it's possible in Kenya. So I walked away from that conference with the mindset that, okay, first and foremost, uh, the the world is bigger than your neighborhood here in Nairobi. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Number two, uh, the world is watching what you're doing. Number three, you can contribute to that by virtue yeah. of your ideas, your practices, as, in, as innocuous as, as they may be, you know, something as simple. As simple. We thought it was a yeah. Kenyan thing. We're just transitioning presidents, but the world was watching. And then number four, um, now to turn into what we're discussing today is now. How I practice Agile and how I communicate that to a wider African audience, Sorry, I'm being biased towards Africa, can actually help a lot of people in Africa. So I'm gonna be very deliberate about how I do things going forward now, even in terms of my networks and stuff, to be more Pan-African.
0: So I I actually read somewhere where we only the Agile practitioners who are currently here and the Agile need that is there, we actually less than fifteen percent. So we have a lot. So if we have a junior Agile, you know, enthusiasts listening, or even the guys who are veterans. I don't know if this is true, but I just read it as in we're like feeding like fifteen percent. We have so many companies jumping onto the agile uh you know wagon and it's uh I guess it's it's actually taking off.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and just uh just an FYI, I've I've just remembered something from the things that we have uh we've we've learned. I need to get to read a book this year, having that uh, we'll have a lot of time in our hands. So depending on where we you are. We have when
2: three you weeks. When you say this we have- you
1: talking
0: <laughs> <over> twenty three. <laughs> it's true. I don't know. Maybe if you're traveling on a plane or you have a long road trip heading to your your grandpa grandparents' place, you can read this book. So it's by Liz Weisman. It's called Multipliers. So I actually had um, I'd say an awesome experience where I interacted with her, you know, on a face to face le- level when I was in Cape Town. So. You just need to read that book if you are a leader or if you're an agile enthusiast. It shows you how to multiply your your team because we have seen scenarios where you come in as an expert, you know what everything, you know, everything that should be done. Then you enter a team where the leader actually... Diminishes you, so it reaches to a point one and a half years or maybe two years down the line. You start asking, I have, I've, I've written this email. Is it okay for me to send? And you see if it ever reaches to a point like that. And you know, this, this leader hired you as an expert. You know, you should be able to multiply your team members, same as your family. Because in Agile, it's, uh, it's cut across everywhere. How do you multiply? How do you make this individual better? Do you listen more and hear what this person has to say? Because remember, you can learn something from everyone, even your child, shockingly. As in, don't assume you know everything. Even if they're like two, three years, they will teach you a thing or two. So try to read that book. It's called Multipliers by Liz Wiseman.
1: Okay. Yeah. I need to add something that you talked about when you said about... uh... When you talk about how you actually feel in terms of uh, the way the career has gone. So I was discussing this with a couple of Scrum Masters and they were telling me that they are getting that feeling of self-doubt because of the environment. And they were really doubting whether they are adequate enough for the task. And when they look at the whole spectrum, it's not that they lack the skills, It's rather what, uh, Richie, you have talked about, the growth mindset, what you have talked about, about inner peace. So you find it's a combination of things whereby you find that maybe the leadership who wanted the agile or the people who wanted agile, they did not understand what agile was all about. And they thought maybe it's something you just bring and you turn on the switch and everyone is agile. So you find within maybe the first one month, Nothing is out. So they start thinking, ah, maybe the guys we brought in for Agile are not competent enough. And that still hammers you, hammers you the critics and all that. So you find that when we discuss this along with several Agile practitioners, you find out that that is mostly a common thing. I wouldn't say common, really I'd say like 60 to 65% within maybe the African uh, space. But when you go to areas like Europe or Asia where Agile has been there for like 10 years, you find they are a bit more receptive in terms of what Agile is all about. So to any agile practitioner listening, just believe self-doubt is part of the growth process. So if you are thinking that maybe you're a loser and maybe you don't need to do this agile thing and go to something else, then you have failed the first principle what uh, Ricky talked about, growth mindset. That means your mindset is locked. You are not looking at the bigger picture. So if you are working somewhere where they're doing the transformation towards agility and you were hoping for a quick fix, then you are in the wrong career, especially in (laughs) Africa. If you are here, just accept a bit of uh, headaches, accept a bit of heartaches, a bit of disappointment. But I think the best thing you need to do is uh, what uh, Dennis talked about. First, get that inner peace. Next, build a bit of psychological safety for your team. What Richie said, especially when you're working in a remote environment, you need to build that psychological safety whereby somebody will tell you, I'm dropping out for like 30 minutes or one hour to pick my kids and I will be back. When you create that environment, you will find that guys will even organize a call after dinner and say, Guys, maybe around nine my time. Do you guys have 30 minutes of one hour? We look at this problem. And that is because you have created that, I would say, relationship. The team is no longer just a team. It's like a family whereby the guys know that I know if I call Richie at this time, Richie normally is at the gym. If I call Dennis at this time, Dennis told me that he will be going for maybe playing golf or something. So I would say agility has brought the team together. And I say, if you are out there and looking for a way to build up your team, I think Agile is the best methodology for you to pick up on that. Over to you, Jens.
2: Yeah, that's true because Mm -hmm. Agile is for humans. Yes, exactly. Mm So the moment you're doing, you're trying to use an Agile approach to achieve an objective that doesn't help people, everyone is miserable in that bus. There is something fundamentally wrong. It doesn't matter if that bus is the best bus, the best framework, the best Mm. approach under the sun, and you paid Mm -hmm. a million dollars for it. Per month. (laughs) Yes. It is a useless thing. You better just cycle or walk.
0: Okay then. So Mm. I don't know how you guys think how our retro went, but uh, to all the agile enthusiasts... All the agile recruiters. Mm. Uh, I'm laughing because uh, uh, of. this uh, <laughs> <He's> both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've actually seen a lot of um, recruitment stories coming up mm-hmm. where guys are like, uh, if I'm not wrong, it was maybe in our third session where, mm. no, in our fourth session where we talked about are you looking for a developer or a scrum master? Or are you looking for a project manager or a Scrum Scrum Master? Master. Those those things are still coming up. And I don't know why, but uh, just a retro to all the recruiters or HR guys or companies moving into the Agile space, please, please reach out. We have Agile communities in Kenya that are competent enough. I'll... I was actually shocked that um, some CTOs, CIOs are in those groups. You know, we have agile guys who are ready to advise on whichever level. You just need to be in a community, get some info. Then at least when you giving out the the job adverts, there's actually something tangible that shows at least there is some, you know, you have...
1: The knowledge like, yeah, exactly. knowledge of what this role is all about.
0: Totally. So that's... Yeah. um.
2: Part oh. of the problem is, if yeah. I can weigh in on this, is <clears throat> first of all, you copy the job description from the internet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because Agile traditionally was used in, well, let's just say because traditionally came from software development, so yes. it's heavily in use in software development. So naturally you would find, naturally, especially in uh, Europe where it's it's much it's been it's been used for a while mm-hmm. it's been 10 15 years
1: mm-hmm.
2: you tend to find a scrum master has experience as either devops engineer or actually do done some software development
1: and testing
2: and testing mm-hmm. actually they end up doing the scrum master role after oh, yeah. circulating through the team in those roles yes so yes. that's how that finds itself into the JD so when you copy paste mm-hmm. you'll basically take that but it, to get now that yeah. individual here. I know some very good developers who do not want to be Scrum Masters. Definitely. All. yeah. They they would prefer someone else does that Scrum Master role because they realize, and this is a, power to them, they realize they don't
1: have it in them to actually be a servant leader. So yeah. it's... Sure. To uh, add to that, mm. I think also like what Richie says, eh? you find a job advert saying we are looking for a Scrum Master slash project manager slash <laughs> program manager. Then you look at the description, you'll find they need him to understand coding. <laughs> um, actually, they yes. put you can, in yeah. critical scenarios, you need to be able to, to, debug. Do, to debug. To debug or code. even review code. Yeah, review code. And also do project management framework. Now when you go lower and you actually see the qualifications, you will see an MBA <laughs> then you'll see, they'll say they want a Bachelor of Science in Computer Studies or Computer Science. Then you'll see five years in development. Then you'll see all those uh, acronyms that are attributed to project management. You'll see PMP, PRINCE2, you'll see PSM1, and all of them. And you're wondering, is this one person? I think we saw that JD, Yes. whereby we actually even discussed and we said, these are actually three different people within the organization.
0: There was one that was actually a whole department.
1: Yes, and actually in for one job last. description. Yes,
2: you interviewed for it. Yes,
1: <laughs> and later on, I was told I was overqualified.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, you should have gone to the interview and said the answer to all the questions should yes. have been, "I am Groot." Yes, <laughs> okay then. So uh, I guess uh, that marks the end
0: of this session. Guys, mm-hmm. have a splendid Christmas. Yes. Have a happy New Year, and.
2: um See you on the two three. Yes. Yes. Yeah.